0: Hi, I'm Jamie Winkup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars.
1: Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Today, we've got a very great opportunity to hear from the uh, horse's mouth. No, not the horse's mouth, but from Anthony mcdonald Macca at Walkinshaw and United, one of the linchpin teams of this series and, of course, uh, a man who can take us through the way in which they're prepping to return to track in Sydney Motorsport Park later in June. I think
0: it's also interesting, following on from our conversation with Glenn Matthews yesterday, Tony, that we see that Sean Seamer's even saying that supports will be gradually reintroduced to the uh, Supercars Championship. So we'll, we will see by uh, what they're suggesting is that we'll see some Dunlop Super 2 races. And I know a few weeks ago, uh, Thomas Randall wasn't too sure how many races he'd be doing this year. But then also we'll see Carrera Cup and, and some of those other series back on the grid. It does come down to, critically, people. Uh, managing themselves and not going out when they're sick in case and getting tested regularly with the the COVID-19. So if people don't do a Spanish flu on us and have a second wave that's more devastating than the first, we will see racing and possibly even seeing support races on the main card. This week, Supercars Tony sent out a uh, message to the people who camp at Bathurst inviting them to re-enroll for their campground. So uh, obviously supercars are taking a very positive look at how things will be tracking even by October with the uh, campground registrations uh, back up and running after a a 90-day hiatus with supercars uh, office being closed.
1: Indeed, and it uh, is certainly going to be interesting to see. Next week, I believe, we're going to be talking to a couple of other team uh, team managers, and in which case we'll be hearing about how they're preparing for this uh, return of supercars at the end of June. So here he is with Anthony McDonald-Macker fortunate enough to have with us this week uh, the man on the spot at Walkinshaw Andretti United, that being Anthony Macca McDonald. Macca, it's uh, a different year and a different time, but uh, soldiery on in the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: it's all happening, I suppose, again. It's been it's been an interesting start to the season for us. You know, new drivers, uh, new look on life, I suppose, if you want to call it, and um, and then the Grand Prix, and then nothing. So it has been different for us.
1: It it was a very strange day that Friday the thirteenth, wasn't
2: it? It was. It was. Um, there was a lot of rumours and all that sort of stuff sort of going about, and um, it really wasn't until Saturday morning when we were all in at the circuit that we really found out what was happening.
1: Yeah. Tell me, um, after the, uh, that weekend of the Grand Prix that didn't happen, um, he, the truck cars were put back in the truck and the truck left. Um, what, what happened then with your team?
2: So basically for us, it was more a case of um, we closed the workshop down for – well, sorry, that's probably wrong. We went into work on the Monday to have a bit of a chat, to see what's happening, and uh, then – management decided we should uh, close the doors just just for you know, everyone's health and safety, and uh, we went on you know, a few weeks, basically uh, days in lieu. So um, we just had a few weeks off, sitting at home, waiting to see how the, the whole um, COVID-19 was going to um, pan out.
1: And, and obviously the cars were ready to roll on that Friday, so that's the status they're still in now?
2: Um yeah, yeah, we're still ready to roll. There's a few things that we've um we're planning on doing to the cars, but you know, yeah, basically everything's ready to go. We just we probably need to uh shake the guys down more than uh, shake the cars down as such.
1: Yep, okay. So um you've now got maybe not a clear picture, but you've got a picture of the way in which things will go now. We've got uh you know, virtually a, a month four weeks to get ready for Sydney Motorsport Park. Um, tell me uh, how how many people will be returning and when and how, how does that occur? Okay, so basically
2: the way it's it's happening at the minute, there's been a, a few guys returned to work um, for the last probably three weeks on a two-day basis. So we've had one car crew in for two days and another car crew in. And just odd and sod. Lokes around doing odd jobs around the place as well. So we haven't had a full staff in for the last couple of weeks. Um, looking into the future, probably from the 1st of June, we'll, be, we'll ramp it up a little bit more. So we'll probably have more guys in at once. Won't have everyone in from the start. We'll probably still stagger the return start dates for a few people. You know, engineers can still work at home, which they've been doing anyway, nearly all the way through some crisis. So it probably won't be until mid June before we probably have everyone back on deck.
1: And and when you say you've you got some things you want to do, is that development thing sort of as part of the of your year, WAU AU development sort of thing?
2: Uh, a little bit, a little bit. has been well, you've probably seen in all the the social papers and that that uh, Jack's got his um, 2015 uh, car from winning at the Gold Coast. Um, basically, we've sort of got that ready. We're getting a Super 2 car ready as well for whenever that Super 2, um, series starts up again. But we've also just been doing a lot of machine shop work, catching up on, catching up on work there, getting engines ready. Um, there's probably been a little bit of development work, but not a, not a great deal. You know, we've been very careful not to, um, have, have too many people in at once trying to, um, yeah. Trying to trying to step over each other, you know. It's um, it was just the uncertainty of where everything was going before before we realised that the lockdown was actually coming off that we um, uh, that we could get more people in.
1: Okay. Now, uh, as part of the preparation, as your planning, um, you don't know yet the race formats, do you? You don't know as to what pit stops or anything like that are going to happen, do you yet?
2: No, we we haven't heard yet. I think the commission had a meeting last Friday, but um, we're still a little bit unsure what's actually um, what's actually happening. I think I think at the minute, and don't quote me on this, it'll probably be more focused on tyre stops than actual refuelling.
1: Right. Okay. Um, and as part of that, then obviously you need to be prepping your crew for, uh, you know, doing pit stops again. Their bodies will have slipped out of that, uh, uh, doing things by rote.
2: Uh. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the biggest thing for us is just getting the the guys back into a um, a pit stop routine. I've got to say physically they've been doing pretty good. Like we've um, had our trainer um, sending out, um, you know, session and training plans to everyone. So, you know, she's tried to keep the boys as fit as possible while still being at home. Um, and most of the guys, all the pit crew guys, have been, you know, pretty good, i got to say. They've been doing little bits and pieces here. And, and the bikes that I've seen back at work actually look quite fit. Like, it's not like we've been sitting around for nine weeks um, doing nothing. Actually, the boys have come back looking quite slim and fit.
0: Is... Did the team have the ability to say, "Here's a wheel, here's a tire, here's a, a jig"? Keep practicing whilst you're uh, isolated at home.
2: Unfortunately, no. We, we we have got a jig, but it's only one, so it's it's based at work as well. So no, we probably haven't got anything in that in that area where we could have given each guy to take home and have a crack at it for a week. So unfortunately, that didn't happen.
0: What did working from home in a supercar environment, looked like. How did you go about your business, or or was it really you just managed to get all the guys leave loadings down?
2: Yeah, it was a, a little bit of that, a little bit of leave loading down, but um, you know we we had to rely on um, you know the government you know job keeper payments going, which it, it's been helpful. Um, you know. Most of the guys probably haven't really had much to do at home other than just write about their fitness. For myself, it's been more a case of, it's really been just a, a wait and see, um, and understand what the season was going to look like. Because, you know, looking after accommodation, um, travel and who's traveling, how many are allowed to travel, what's the race formats. You know, that's, that's probably a lot of my role to understand. And, um, not seeing any of that come through until, you know, late, when was it, last week, I suppose. Um, it's just been hard to really sort of manage what we're, where we're going, I suppose. It's probably the hardest thing.
0: You did have two new drivers into the team this year. How has this break allowed people to think about how they are going to integrate going through the rest of the season? Because it normally starts and then it's bang, bang, bang. And if there's any little... Things that they pick up at Adelaide, you might not be able to have fixed them by now due to the uh, compactness of the start of the season.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been hard. Well, I was going to say like we we probably haven't had a lot of time together with our new driver. So you know they've been working with um, the engineers and over that period and just trying to understand what they want out of the car, what we want out of them. So really, it's just been talking to each other at the minute and just trying to get a better understanding. Um, we've had a few Zoom phone calls um, where we've had drivers on, and um, you know, there's been a lot of engineering work happening, you know, from home. But it's we're not really going to know how how we've gone until we probably uh, hit the track again.
0: Did you have a shopping list after Clipsal? Uh, sorry, after the Adelaide Five Hundred. Uh, of things that they wanted tweaked?
2: Um, Yes, of course we did. And look, that was part of the uh, plan for the Grand Prix as well, you know, to go with things that they want, um, see if they work or if what we've got is better. But unfortunately, we didn't get enough running time to really um, understand that. So, you know, if we get a test day before SMP, which... Who knows what's happening with testing at the minute. We might be able to do some of that work, but uh, if that doesn't happen, then it'll be, look, um, SMP, here we go. We're, we're going to be testing basically the first little bit of the, as I understand it, the first practice session, probably the only practice session we're going to get, and then get straight into qualifying. So it's probably going to be it's going to be a hard, slow start. I would imagine for the first couple of rounds just to understand what the driver really wants out of our cars.
0: Would you, would you be talking to the team and having them make representations to supercars to say, all right, we understand that you want to compact it, but we'd like a half a day. We really think you need to give us a half a day on Friday to roll the cars out and just get everyone settled back in.
2: I think they'll do something like that anyway. Like I don't you know, it's, it's hard to say what's going to happen. You know, this, it's, it's going to be about cost as well. Like, as you can imagine, there's a lot of sponsors out there who are probably hurting just as much as race teams are. So we have to work, just make sure we understand what the cost factor is, what money we've got coming through. Um, but yeah, in our ideal world, we would love to have a, a, a test day, a few more practice sessions, um, even, you know, giving the rookies some more more time under the belt. But again, we have to understand where we're situated with all the money um, and what the supercars are trying to achieve at the minute.
1: One of the strengths of Walkinshaws and and its predecessor from Andretti United um, has been the continuity of drivers in that there haven't been many drivers in your reign, even at uh, what was HRT. Um, so now you're in a situation where you've got two new guys, you're having to learn their personalities, the engineers, while well in one case, of course, Adam DeBore and uh, yes. Chas know each other well. But assimilating them into the team is uh, is obviously a very big thing and part of you, a large part of your job.
2: Yeah, look, it, it sounds like it's a big thing, but to be quite honest, we, we know what the beast is like. You know, we, we've got – One really good driver who's, and I shouldn't say it that way. One really good. We've got two really good drivers. Uh, One's young, you know. One's been around a little while now, but we understand what they want out of the car. Um, You know, it's not like they're in at work every day of the week, so it's no different to our previous drivers. Um, When they jump in the car, they want to win. They want to get the most out of it. That's just how we understand them and what they're talking about in our cars. That's probably the biggest thing that we just need to understand is what they want and what they're saying. So are they complaining about understeer of the car? Are they complaining about oversteer of the car? It's just how they tell us what they actually really want and just making sure we understand and we can see on the data that we're both talking about the same things.
1: right it's a it's a very different world from when you first came down and you were first working in Dan andong um, all those years ago in yeah, yeah, yeah. Sydney yeah. and to melbourne and, and and clayton it it's just such a different different world i mean quite apart from this latest incantation of of <laughs> coronavirus, but the way in which you operate is so different isn't it
2: oh look yeah, definitely like you know where I've come from and you know working in Sydney with the private year team. Then coming down to uh, Gibson Motorsport, which was a massive eye opener uh, to a young privateer mechanic, um, and then moving to Clayton, like the the whole world's probably been changed or turned up turned upside down at the minute. But um, you know, I still think the processes are still the same, of what you're trying to achieve each weekend when you go racing, like you know, mechanically trying to make the car the best. Um, reliability is still exactly the same. You know, you put hours of testing in, you put hours of, um, you know, items on the car, and you make sure that, you know, they're not going to fail for you. So I think all the processes are all the same. It's just I think the biggest thing that's going to be affecting our sport now is, um, you know, sponsorship dollar, and I hate to say it, probably the TV dollar as well.
1: Which brings us to the interesting point of that is um – of course, the uh, demise of 23 Red, um, uh, you know, I've known Phil Monday 20-something years or so, and I, I didn't expect that he was going to close his team. But obviously with Milwaukee dropping out, in this whole uh, changing environment with teams, you mentioned before about the importance for sponsors and getting their name out there. Um, has the uh, E-Series done something along those lines for your team as sponsors? Been able to do oh, yeah. some sort of a coverage?
2: yeah definitely, but yeah you know, unfortunately, it's like the rest of the world we are just being put on hold and you know, there's not much we could actually put out there in in the shape of uh actual motor racing on the track, so the best thing we, everyone could do or best thing we could do was actually make sure that our sponsors were part of the e series and look whether you like e series or not it doesn't really matter it's just something that we can give to the sponsors so it's not a case of trying to get more money out of the sponsors just a case of trying to make sure that the sponsors are still satisfied with the effort that we're trying to put in for them.
1: Um, And as far as um, getting together as a team, will that only happen, you know, on the Friday at Sydney Motorsport Park?
2: Um, No, well, when you say getting together as a team, as in getting the drivers all together and the whole team together, we'll we'll probably have... uh, Probably with the drivers, that possibly will be the case, where they'll catch up with us again. Um, in regards to the team, like I like to think that we're we're back at work mid June as a full team. I like to hope so. Just hard to tell. It we're still we're still you know, we're still working on health and safety. You know the social distancing, all that sort of stuff. So until we understand a little bit more of that and where we're and between now and then, it's going to change again, I'm pretty sure. You know, Let's hope that we don't have a second wave come through, which they seem to be talking about, not a lot, but just you hear it in the background a little bit. So if nothing like that happens, I'm sure all this will be changed and you know, we'll have everyone together.
0: I can imagine one of the great difficulties is that right now you're making a plan for limited staff at the track. There'll be no... Uh, media. There'll be no corporate uh, requirements. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're making a, you're making a case for the most blissful motor racing that you could possibly endure.
2: Oh, exactly right. Yeah.
0: you know you can only do what you can do to
2: a certain degree, and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of regulations that the government has put in place um, to supercars, and you know we've just got to try and manage it the best we can. It might be a case of, you know, well, it is a case. We're going to have limited staff, so not everyone who wants to travel can travel. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be no socialising as such between teams like we probably used to. We'll be uh, fairly controlled with all that sort of stuff, and you know, we're just going to try and put a show on for the, for the crowd of well, lack of crowd for the TV um, viewers, and make sure that we do the best we can for the for the whole category.
0: Now, interestingly, at Melbourne, uh, McLaren, which of course Zach Brown is so heavily involved in, was a team that was devastated by the coronavirus. Did you guys run into trouble having Zach and, and and I know you've done crew shares with a lot of different aspects of the team before. Yep. Were you guys in that position where you got to see the Formula One pit and then became in contact with some people?
2: No, I've got to say, um, we never came in contact with any, any of the crew from McLaren at all. So it was only who like came down to us. Um, I'm trying to think. Probably on a Thursday, it must have been came down and said hello to us all. Um, but basically, look, it was all good. There was no problem. There was no contact or anything like that. Um, I, think, I think a couple of guys, as in um, probably Bruce and, maybe Matthew who had probably more contact with Zach than what everyone else did, might have got tested straight after just to make sure. And they did and there was no no cases there at all. So basically there wasn't a real factor.
0: And now coming back to the workshop, are you going to be working in a situation where you might have – Bryce's team in on Monday, Chaz's team in on Tuesday, Bryce's team Wednesday, and so on, just to keep that social distancing and and then keep the crew cars and crews together.
2: Yep, yeah, we've sort of been doing that anyway at the minute. So for the last three weeks, we've we've had the car crews in, um, and yes, it's been two days for one crew and two days for another crew. But basically, I would say by the first of June, we'll probably have more guys in and. We're working on how many days a week we'll do. So it's all depending on the workload, what we feel we need to have, a, well, what we feel we need to be on top of before we go racing. How many guys we get in? So as I said, I reckon by mid June, hopefully everyone will be back at work full time.
0: And without being political, what do you think it would have meant had the the job keeper plan and package not come about for your team, and then? possibly the wider community in of uh, the motor racing community
2: uh, look it's hard to say but i'm sure it wouldn't have been good you know like as i said it all depends on the sponsorship dollar and you know supercars and all that sort of stuff and what money they were giving the teams to keep going while there was no racing like there's not a lot of not a lot of companies out there that would sponsor a any sort of form of sport if they're not actually out there doing anything. So, you know, if we didn't get the job keeper, I think there could have been some teams, you know, probably in serious trouble now.
1: It's a very good thing that you've got the opportunity with a, a few race meetings before Bathurst, because obviously, by well, that time comes around, you've got to be right on your game again, don't you? Um, oh, you're right. going to need exactly. those weekends to sharpen up.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. You yeah, know, it's going to be interesting about this year. Like, I suppose it's probably no different to getting ready for any other race, being you're sort of always trying to do the best you can. So, you know, there's no difference here. But Baptist is one of those races where you need to be right on top of the game, making sure you've you got everything sort of ready to go, even if it is a, a problem or anything like that. You've got backup plans. That's probably the bigger, the bigger picture of Bathurst compared to, um, you know, the, the shorter races.
1: Yeah, um, you've mostly got a fairly young crew nowadays. I mean, uh, the, the age has uh, dropped fairly dramatically. I would think in, in to what it was when you first arrived there. I, would that be right in thinking?
2: You- yeah, you're probably you're probably right in what you're saying compared to when I first um, arrived at uh, you know, HRT then. Yeah, the crew is, yeah, there's a lot of people a lot younger than me. I'm 50 now, so, you know, most of the guys are younger than me. So we've got a couple of really young guys who have just sort of been two to three years in the sport. And then we've got a couple of guys who, you know, they're, they're probably nearly hitting eight, ten years. So it's it's a bit varied.
1: Speaking of guys who've been in the sport a while, um, I imagine that you'd be uh, fairly pleased that James Courtney's got back in, even if it is expensive, Will Davison.
2: Oh, yeah. You probably (laughs) probably don't want to see him get out of the sport the way it was sort of looking like it was going to happen when he pulled the pin with teams hidden. But, you know, it'd be good to see him race around for a year or so, a couple of years, just depending on how long he wants to keep going.
1: And, of course, the other part is that, you know, you really don't want to see Tickford being commercially uh, challenged by, uh, you know, losing that, that extra uh, car there.
2: Yeah, exactly. You don't want to see any teams lose lose cars that won't won't be on the grid because that's the biggest thing. If we lose too many cars off the grid, then, you know, I think it's going to really hurt the, the show. It's going to hurt, you know, Sponsors coming in, all that sort of stuff. So we need as many cars on the grid as we possibly can get.
1: All right, Michael. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Inside Supercars. Um, yeah, no problem at all. We look forward to uh, seeing y- you and you guys are on track. Um, just yep. remember that. Uh, there's a great pent-up demand for it all, so uh, make sure they all do a good job.
2: <laughs> no problem at all. Will do.
1: It's certainly interesting to hear of the teams as they get ready. Um, and, of course, they've been doing the same as most Australians have. Just the odd uh, foolish one out there who's uh, been running amok. Um, in uh, being locked down and getting ready for the return of their business and their business will be what our business will be interested in listening to and hearing from in future so that's it from inside supercars inside supercars is produced by thunder media tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your itunes or mobile device search
0: inside supercars